Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. With Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu where the waves are pumping to the Great Wall of China, and back to the streets of Minneapolis, Minnesota, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you. We talk about everything on It's Time. President Trump, politics, film, TV, UFC, sex, drugs, rock and roll. It's no holes barred radio, folks. And we have a heck of a show planned for today. A very special guest, a man who's... Summer's not here long, so seize the sizzle with Walmart. Find all your faves such as Oscar Mayer hot dogs, Kraft singles, and Heinz ketchup. This time of year is all about living easy and sizzling good food. Whether you're cooking for two or for a houseful, grilling outside makes mealtime simple, delicious, and fun. When the coals are hot, be grill ready with all the best ingredients from Walmart been a friend of the show been on the show in the past but it's been many years and we have to talk about those many years he's not been on the show and what the many years of the future hold for this young man we'll get to and him his- in a second i'm not ready to get to Ooh. him i got a request Ooh. for you i got a request for you okay you're going to my city mm-hmm. you're going to the twin cities of minneapolis mm-hmm. and what's what's the other city do you know minneapolis and st paul nice Saint- nice uh you know how you say ladies and gentlemen we are lot don't sue me i didn't Say the VE, okay? All right. Got it. Uh, you should say from the land of snow and purple rain and the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota, we are live. Land of snow like, and purple rain. You get it? I like it. I like it. Is that how they refer to it? Some people do. Yes. It's 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 a reference that everyone will get. I promise so you. So I that. will not I will not get a fist to the face you because will I said the land of stone. No, no, snow, land of snow. Oh, land of see, snow. See, get it, land of snow and purple and rain. Not the land of stoners. No, no, no. That's rain. the land of snow. Right. And st- okay, I got it. Do you understand the purple rain reference? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I do. The land of snow and purple rain. Got it. Do it. Prince, baby. You'll make me we very happy. We are live for the land of snow and purple rain. Yeah, from got the it. land of snow and purple rain in Minneapolis, we are live. That's what you should do. Do it for me, Buff. Make me happy. I will. Oh, you tease me. I like me. it a lot. You tease I, I, me. I, li- I like it a lot. Oh, that's, that's good. good. That's good. Because you're literally right across the street from where they uh, they filmed a lot of uh, scenes from the, the movie. Uh, uh, what's the movie? I, I don't think it's Purple Rain. I think it's, it's either Purple Rain or American Graffiti. One of the two. Uh, First Avenue. It's a concert venue right across the street that Prince used to own. I think um, you're going to get, I think both of them ring true with that fact. Yeah. So you'll, uh, you, you'll see that concert venue. It's right across the street. Now, now you know something about Minneapolis, my, my home. Very cool. Very cool. I'll have a beer and a broth for you while I'm there too. Absolutely. Uh, after the show, not before. Of course. <laughs> of course. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, we got a very special guest coming on. We have UFC champion, John Jones. I'm so excited about this interview. Uh, he's busy training. I think he just finished his lunch. So let's get him on the show. And let's find out what is making John Jones tick these days. It's time for me to record for all the podcast listeners around the world. 
a personalized championship audio or video introduction. Special offers now are available at BruceBuffer.com, plus more personalized audios and videos for all special occasions such as weddings, birthdays, baby births, podcast intros, special business and corporate events, and much more as your wish is my command. Check it out. Let me do them for you. Go to BruceBuffer.com and send in your request now. It's time to begin! (laughs) Who am I kidding? I'll let him do it. of MMA, Bruce Buffer. One of the greatest mixed martial artists to ever set foot in the octagon. Many do consider him the greatest of all time. And I will discuss my viewpoints on that too because he is great. Let's bring on my friend, UFC champion, a man who's seen it all, done it all, and has so much more to do, John Jones. Hi, John. How are you? Man, I'm doing great, man. It just feels so cool to be called a friend by Bruce Buffer himself. So <laughs> we have cool. a, Thanks, John. I mean on, that sincerely. Too. <laughs> Flattery listen, goes a long yeah, way man. with Buff. I'm, I'm it's gonna, a lot. Yeah, it goes a long way. a long time. You know, I dedicated I dedicated a chapter, a partial chapter, to John Jones in my book. So I, we better be friends if I'm going to do that. John, it a- been, absolutely, absolutely, my, no question. John, it has been quite an adventure for you over your entire career. It's been quite an adventure for you over these last few years with everything you've gone through. In my opinion, talking to you and seeing you, I think you're better, stronger, and now smarter than ever for everything you've gone to, just have gone through. How much are you loving life right now? And is this exactly where you've always wanted to be? Yes, Bruce, this this is exactly uh, where I wanted to be. And and life is, life has gotten so much better, man. You know, um, you know, I feel so grateful to just have a lot of the controversy behind me, man. And I feel like I had to mature in front of the world. And, uh, and and I'm grateful because I learned to hold myself to a higher standard. And uh, and now, you know, now, you know, people are talking about, you know, me as a fighter instead of talking about the outside life so much. And, and it just feels good. I get to focus all my energy to the octagon and, uh, and, you know, just getting back on this path that I set out for a long time ago, which is to try to be you know, the best ever in this sport. Right, and I can see that, but what I also see, too, in some of the comments you've made lately is that realizing how important the sport is to you, realizing how important the fans of the sport are to you and the people you work with, it seems that you're giving a lot of support back to your fans that have stuck with you. And by getting yeah. out there and fighting next week and, and doing what you did with Gustafson you know, recently and what you're going to do in the future, am I correct in saying that there's a goal within you to not necessarily make up, for how, whatever letdown, if you can call it, there has happened in the past, but just to be the John Jones that you always wanted to be and to give back and be the supreme champion that you are. Yeah, Bruce, I, I do feel like I have a bit of a show there. You know, um, I, I was absent for, for quite a bit. I think I've spent over three years in, uh, in suspension time. And through that time, you know, I, I got a lot of positive messages, people telling me, hey, keep your head up. Um, you know, you can come back from this. You're still a champion in my eyes, and things like that. And it meant so much to me. Um, and I just, I just made a promise to myself that uh, when I got back, you know, my job, that I would just try to be a better dude with it. You know, I try to give back to other fighters. I'm trying to give lots of fights for the fans. Trying to, you know, help my teammates out, teammates out better. Uh, give advice, you know, and uh, and it feels good, man. It feels good. I, I can even feel the community in, uh, in Albuquerque, you know, just coming back around me and taking me in and, and uh, lifting me up and, you know, people telling me that, that they're proud of me and, you know, thank you for living in Albuquerque and representing our city so well. And, uh, man, it's a breath of fresh air. And honestly, I, I, um, I'm i glad I never gave up hope on just better days because I feel like they're here and uh, I'm just going to continue trying to do right by it all. Well, it's nice to hear that because, you know, you definitely you played and you paid for what you played. And now it's a it's yeah. a whole new thing. It's a maturation process. So you said, very happy to hear you talk about yourself like that. And it's also becoming a man. We're never too old to learn how to be better. I, I'm 62, and I wake up every day willing to take advice or learn how I can be a better man. So kudos to you, John. How does that relate to your passion about fighting? 
because to be the great fighter that you are, and in my opinion, one of the greatest of all time, if not going to end your career as the greatest of all time, how is your passion back? Are you truly, truly passionate more than ever? I mean, just at the most honest self-appraisal you can give me about walking in, facing a man who's going to try to take your head off and putting him down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm extremely passionate about, uh, about this journey that I'm on. You know, I, uh, like I said, I just want to do it extremely well and I want to do right by it. I want to stay extremely active. And, uh, you know, my goal is to, uh, beat Tiago Santos, maybe beat Luke Raffle and, uh, December, and then go on in 2020 and fight another three times. Um, um, so yeah, it just, I feel like my appreciation has grown. You know, I, I realize that being a UFC light heavyweight champion or even just being on the UFC roster, it's an honor and, and it's a true privilege. And, um, and, you know, to lose it, man, it's just, it lets you, it lets you know how big of an honor it really is. And, uh, when you get it back, you just want to do everything with it. So yeah, my passion has increased uh, tremendously. Um, I, you know, I, I got to a place where I was complacent, you know, fighting twice a year. I thought that was plenty. I was even happy fighting once a year. Um, and, and now th- that idea is just makes no sense to me. I want to fight three times a year uh, until the wheels fall off, until I, I, I physically can't do it anymore. Um, you know, and, and as a result of that, it's, it's, helped, it's helped everyone around me. My team is just building and getting stronger. I see my coach's life changing in front of my eyes and, and uh, it's a beautiful thing, man. Well, it is a beautiful thing. And it's interesting how it panned out, because if you look at the last two to three years with the amount of money that you should have made, I won't say that you lost it because in essence, you did in one way. But on the other end, you didn't work for it at that point. You took time off, but there could have been more money coming in. But really, in two years from the tens of millions you might have foregone over those last two to three years, I think you even have more money to make over the next two to three years because of where the sport has gone and the kind of revenue that people are making. Yeah, and I think that what happened in the past, you turned that negative into a positive, whether it's your work in the octagon or your sponsorship, your spokesperson work, your representative work outside the octagon, things you do in life, whether it's your church and everything that you believe in in your personal life. It's, you know, the past of the past, John. You've learned from it. The, the future is so bright. And my wish for you, as it was when I first met you many years ago, when I told you over dinner, and I wrote about this in my book, I said over dinner that you, John, could be the greatest of all time. The only one that's going to get in the way is yourself, which is usually our biggest right. issue with any of us. Well, you've gone through that, John. And the future, I'm, I'm just very excited. There's greatness. There's tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars to be made. And I think you're going to make it. I think you're going to make it bigger than yeah. ever. So learn from the past and go for the future, my man. Yeah, one, one thing I'm, I'm learning, and, and, and a lot of people told me, is that is, you know a lot of people like to, to see people. Uh, a lot of people like to see people, you know, get built up. You know, rags the riches story. But a lot of people like to see uh, people fall down. And then there's also a lot of people out there who like to go comeback story. And, uh, and and that's what I'm trying to represent right now. It's just a really great comeback story. My goal, you know, a lot of people ask me what my goal is in, in the sport. And I tell people, at this point, it's not really about, you know, world championships. Will, will it be nice to be a 20-time world champion? Absolutely, it will be. Uh, it will be um, if and when that happens, you know. Um, but my bigger goal is just to uh, is to be an ultimate turnaround story for people to, to, when they think of me, they don't think about, they don't think about drugs or car accidents or any of that type of stuff. They just think about, man, this is a young guy who almost ruined everything and turned it around and in return uh, ended up with so much and changed so many lives, so whether it's him and his coaches or his family or just his teammates or people around the world. You know, that's, that's my main goal right now is, just, is being that ultimate comeback story. And I'm, I feel like I'm well underway. I'm just going to continue to do the right things, Bruce, and stay in the gym. They're really active, and I don't see how I can go wrong doing that. I got a quick question, you're... Bruce, if you don't mind. I'll, I'll jump in here and, and yeah, ask. Let me just say, let me say one, one quick thing, and then please take it. I'm sorry about that, TJ. I, I love hearing what you just said because you put your personal well-being and the well-being, well-being of the team and the people around you ahead of the financial. Because one thing, John, is if everybody around you makes money and is happy, you'll always make money. It's just, it's just going to be guaranteed. But there's other and more important things along with the money to concentrate on, and that's fulfillment within oneself. And that's what I'm hearing. 
And that's what I'd love to hear and was so happy to hear from you, John. Go ahead, TJ. On that same tip, I Thank think uh, some of your transgressions in the past, John, I, I think are linked to the fact that you came upon so much success at such a young age. And, and if you look at people that find success, it, not saying that it comes easy, but it comes quicker than it does for normal people. Sometimes that success is hard to manage. When I think about superstars in this game, it, you're one of them, John. Conor McGregor's another one. Uh, Ronda Rousey is one. When I think about Ronda and her time in the spotlight, she talked about feeling the heat, the pressure of being in that championship picture and trying to uh, live up to the expectations that people had for her. John, you're, you're the greatest of all time. I, I don't think I'm breaking news to you. I don't think I'm breaking news to our listeners. Anything that can be said against you and why you wouldn't be the greatest of all time, it's all controversy. It's all subjective and whether or not you want to weigh this against the actual results and what happened inside the octagon. My question for you is if you are in a good mental place, again, it goes back to managing that stress, managing the expectations. How do you handle that stress and how are you able to deal with it now as a much more matured fighter and a mature person than say the guy that, you know, had, had the car accidents and, and, and the drug issues. Right. Um, how do I handle the stress now? Opposed to the younger version of myself. I think, I think learning self-worth has been my greatest strength uh, with being a public figure and being an athlete. Um, not looking at myself as John Bones Jones, the party animal, uh, the guy for everybody else, the guy who needs to be out buying people shots, the guy who needs to be everyone's savior and everyone's friend. And, you know, I think I became that person. And uh, my greatest, one of the greatest lessons I've learned was to give back to um who you are at your core. Um, and that is a guy who loves his family, who loves his close friends. Um, you know, a, a guy who is a believer at the end of the day. Um, and just learning to love Jonathan Jones again. Um, instead of just viewing yourself as being John Bones Jones, the spectacle. I think that's been my greatest, uh, one of my greatest strengths. And it, and it really helps me um, just keep my priorities straight, you know what I mean? Like, John, do you want to, do you want to, you know, be home with your family or do you want to be out partying? Do you, do you want to, you know, do you want to, do you want to stick around and, and, and ruin everything or do you want to um, step up to the plate and be the man and champion that you're, the people around you expect you to be? Um, and so I think that's, that's my main way of, of just dealing with stress and the pressure of being in my position to not make my job everything um, and to just, Remember uh, just who I am outside of work. I think this is uh, it's been my, my greatest strength. You know, John. Again, I'm sorry. I, ahead, no, I was, no, I was just going to jump in and say I love it. That's like a real honest to God it. answer. That's not a prepared answer. That's not uh, oh I'm going to live up and be the hero that you all want me to be. That's a dude who goes to work and does his job and has struggles and you know deals with those issues and comes back. John, I appreciate the honesty, sir. I absolutely appreciate oh, my it. Pleasure. You know, John, you're looking in the mirror, you're being honest with yourself, you know how people have comments, whether it's social media, this, that, or the other, you got to have a thick skin in this life, they love you on the way up, and then when you get there, as you've witnessed before, they can't wait to tear you down, that's just the nature of the beast when it comes to fans and the public out there, it's all about inner strength and the support factor, the people around you, and you're displaying all those qualities perfectly, we're going to let you go here in a second, John, I know you're busy, you're training, and and the whole nine yards. You've got it next week. I'll be in Vegas with you. you got to go through Tiago Santos. Never take anybody lightly in the light heavyweight division, Never. which is any division in the USC. Um, I've heard your quotes about it. I know you're not worried, but I don't think you've ever been worried about anybody because you're going in being John Jones. But he is a tough fighter, right. and, and anything can happen, and we all know that. Yeah. So, yeah I, I'm not, I don't worry about him, but, but I don't take him lightly. I respect him tremendously. I feel like uh, I feel like I feel like he should worry about myself and my team. You know, people say, "Well, Tiago's on a five-fight win streak," you know, but you know, I, I remind myself, John, you on you're on something like a twenty-fight win streak. Right. <laughs> so, so, so be confident. Believe in your team. Um, believe in you know, believe in your coaches. Believe in your work ethic. Believe in your own intelligence, and, uh, and believe that you can. Be the guy who believes that you can. Uh, so, yeah, I, you know, I, I saw a few of the headlines say, oh, John Jones isn't worried about Seattle. But I, 
I don't worry because I'm a believer and, I'm, and, I'm, and I have a good work ethic. Um, but I do respect them, and, and, and we we train very hard for the fight. I'm confident. I believe that where we are at as a team is not a coincidence, and um, it's just a product of our, our hard work and faith. And uh, I believe I'll get the job done one more time. I got John. one final question before we get get out of here, John, real quick. Uh, Dana White said on ESPN Radio in Los Angeles that he's working with the Nevada State Athletic Commission to get your loss to Matt Hamill uh, overturned. If people don't remember, it was a disqualification loss due to 12 to 6 elbows, which John McCarthy time and time again will tell you virtually impossible to actually throw in a real-life combat situation. On top of that, Hamill was pretty much done before the elbows came in. Is that something that you care about, John? Would you like to see that loss you know, taken off your record? I, I've learned not to care about it. only reason being is uh, I feel like sometimes when fighters are undefeated, they start to fight to protect this undefeated record instead of taking on new challenges and, and risking, you know, taking on scary guys, you know. So there is there is a, there is some good in, in not technically being called that undefeated fighter. But uh, I do also understand that on the promotional side, uh, there's so much Dana White could do with, with marketing his light heavyweight champion as this undefeated fighter. Um, it just makes it a bigger deal uh, to the rest of the world. Um, I'm fine with if Dana can be taken off, that'd be great. But if not, I've already gotten comfortable with the idea of, of, of Matt Hamill's, uh, of that Matt Hamill loss being uh, sticking. You know, at the end of the day, it was my, my mistake, and, and uh, it was a good learning experience for me. Again, another example of living and learn. John John Jones' life, as I got to say from my life, too, it's live and learn, brother. It's all about the first time something happens, it's an experience. The second time it happens, it's a mistake. And it's all about living and learning and avoiding mistakes. John, I really thank you for coming on the show. I need you to do me a favor. Please extend my best wishes to Jesse, your daughters, uh, also Arthur, Chandler, your dad, everybody. And you know how much I appreciate it and really care for your mom. And, and I think about her. And God bless all of you. Sincerely. Thank you. Yeah, my mom loves you, Bruce. You're a great man. You always have been. Thank you so much for being our friend. My pleasure, John. I will see you next week, my friend. It's time, all baby. Right. It's time. Yeah. It's time. Bring hey. energy, Bruce. Bring it what? to me, baby. You bring your energy. I saw you try to be the announcer one time. You didn't try. You did it. I liked it. I liked it. Uh-huh. Come on, man. From the best, man. <laughs> Thank you, guys, man, so much. All right, John. Take I'll care. I'll bring it. You bring All it. All right. Now see go, you go, go, train hard. Train safe. We'll see you next week. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Bye-bye now. Bye. There he is. Something tells me he might do a 720 instead of a 360. I'm just saying. I, I, I'm just saying John could pull that off right now after a heavy lunch. I guarantee you he'll be able to do it. Uh, you know, uh, I, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but I think we asked him a difficult question there, and, mm-hmm. and I actually appreciated the answer. Um, the John Jones that beat Shogun Hua for the uh, light heavyweight title back in Newark, uh, he was criticized a lot for saying, quote-unquote, what he thought was the right thing to say. And I felt like the answer that he gave us May have been a little bit rehearsed in the sense that he's probably given it more than a handful of times, but that's the real thing that really stands in front of John Jones today. And and it's sort of apropos to his one loss, you know, being uh, to Matt Hamill via disqualification due to his own actions. That said, I think Steve Mazzagatti's the real person to blame there, but that's neither here nor there. But the Steve on- Mazzagatti, I think I think Dana, I, I think Dana White will agree with you. Sorry about right. that, but you know how much he is with Steve. Yeah, oh. but I mean, the ongoing stress of being in that spotlight and, and living up to the expectations, I mean, I think a lot of people may not admit it, but there's some relief not being recognized as maybe one of the greatest of all time. There's some relief when you go to work and when it's all over, you get to go home and, and just be you. If you get a DUI, it's not going to make the paper. No one's going to find out about it. Every transgression uh, isn't going to haunt you beyond, you know, the incident in your immediate family. John Jones doesn't get that luxury. And, and I think that because John largely was, you know, called the greatest of all time before he could almost rent a car, Bruce. I mean, 25 years old is the time you need to uh, age to, to rent a car. He was already one of the greatest, if not the greatest, light heavyweight competitors in the world at that time, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say that there aren't people that can't handle that stress, but I think more people falter than not. 
Well, you know, we see it happen all the time and we see it happen at different age levels and it's just part of life. But like I said on the show, I mean, again, it's about learning from your experiences and avoiding the mistakes by doing those things wrong again. I was very happy to see everything that John spoke about. Very happy to see him focused. Let's face it. We, no matter what transgressions have taken place and no matter how we felt about John as a human being in the past, everybody has a right to better themselves. Some people learn, some people don't. I won't mention names, okay? But I'm seeing John learning, and I'm very excited about next week. And may the best man win in his fight with Tiago Santos, and we will see. But what we have here is something I've always wanted with John Jones, as I want with any champion, and that's for them to be a solid role model and to right. be good. You know, and granted, you can bring up all the transgressions of the past, okay? But again, you play, you pay, and you hopefully paid enough to learn, and you get a chance to play again. In, in a lot of play ways, in the right way. Yeah, in a lot of ways, it's not where you've been; it's how you finish. Mm-hmm. And I mean, John Jones has been at the highest of highs and the lowest of lows, and it, as long as he continues the type of you know performances that he's had throughout his career I, I really I mean besides the the PEDs which I, I hate to say it I'm sorry like at this point I don't know what's going on with John Jones like he tests positive for something uh well over a year ago and there's still picograms in his system like the well, science doesn't even totally understand it okay my, my, my point is this I, I largely don't look at things like that and whether or not I feel the fighter has the ability to be considered the best uh, of all time, maybe that's uh, a bit controversial to some. I know that there are purists out there that you know want you to follow the letter of the law, and anything you know off that beaten path is you know uh, grounds for disqualification. Uh, but for me, as long as John Jones can continue to do what he's doing and not screw up, uh, I think he's the greatest of all time. Absolutely, and I I relish the fact that he will be that kind of a role model. I'm really looking forward to it. You know, there's other news here. Speaking of little things found in the system, Sean O'Malley's out of USC 239. Uh, due to still having yeah. Osterine. Now, what is Osterine? You I, know, you it's, know? it's a performance enhancer. It's, uh, I, I don't ex- exactly know the benefits of Osterine. That'd be a, a question maybe for uh, your buddy Jeff Nowitzki. But uh, it is a PED, and it's a PED that has uh, reared its head in a variety of supplements that, Athletes are claiming they didn't exactly know uh, w- was in the, the the supplements that they were taking, and and we've seen um, some sort of, some leniency, I guess you would say, uh, when suspending those athletes. But the bottom line is, it, it's in his system, therefore you cannot compete. Well, he's having a tough go. He just comes off what, a year suspension for marijuana, was it, or was it the Austrian? I, I think it was the Austrian. I don't exactly know. Uh, I don't think yeah. you get suspended for a year anymore for weed, but. He's one fighter I really look forward to seeing. So I'm looking forward to when Sean O'Malley comes back in. The guy's definitely entertaining. Uh, Francis Ngannou is fighting this weekend at the Target Center in Minneapolis, Minnesota. He's fighting Junior Dos Santos. That's going to be swinging for the fences, you know, uh, knockout brawl of a fight. Uh, with Francis Ngannou on the card, coincidentally now it's been announced that France is the country of France is going to legalize pro and amateur mixed martial arts wow. as of January 1st, 2020. That's a Long big deal. Long-standing ban is over. It's a huge deal. Paris, south of France, here we come. The, Can't wait. The Judo Federation has largely been against uh, the legalization of mixed martial arts in that country. And yes. uh, while it, it hasn't been sanctioned or legalized, uh, there, there's a long history of mixed martial arts events taking place underground in France. And I have spoke with so many fighters that uh, have claimed that they were wronged and had a loss on their record that wasn't supposed to be there, or there was a disqualification, yada, 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 and there was no recourse for them. And, you know, the, the way that mixed martial arts has evolved over the years is even if it's unsanctioned or unregulated in a part of the world uh, and you still compete, it's getting put on your record, your professional record, and uh, th- there's no recourse for those athletes. So uh, as we get away from the sort of black eye that mixed martial arts has had in, in certain countries, it's just better for the global expansion and the, and the you know, growth and development of, of athletes internationally. So that, that's a really big deal. Hey, it's, it's better for me to go to the south of France and eat steak tartare of a bottle of wine during the of day, course. go out to so a nice casino the night show. all about you, Buffer, all about you. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Actually, not kidding. Not kidding. Just talking. Not right. kidding. Yes. Just thinking out loud. 
Biggie out loud. Love the South of France. Love Paris. Okay, so now uh, on the fight this weekend, Josiah Formiga is going to fight Joseph Benavides. Hey, real quick, event. real quick. Uh, the Target Center was the venue that housed John Jones' UFC debut. There you go. Wow, coincidental. We'll, we'll tie in. UFC 87, John Jones defeated former IFL champion Andre Guzmao. Very, very cool. And by the way, TJ, last week on the show, I asked you, do you have anybody in Minnesota that wanted to go to the show? I asked that for a reason. And then oh, I, I don't heard care. You, I really don't I heard care. You a couple days ago. Well, I know, so, but I would have so, taken care of your friends. Yeah, no, already, some, somebody hit me up a couple days ago. I'm like, do you have tickets to the UFC? And I'm like, no, I, I don't. But I might know somebody that does. And what do you know? You let me down, Buff. You let me. No, that, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You saying is you don't, ha- you don't have now, but you did have them. <laughs> you know, whatever. Okay. It's, it's all good. All right. It's all good. So Demi Amaya is back in the octagon. He's going to take on Anthony Rocco Martin. Oh, Tony Martin, uh, by the way, from uh, Minneapolis. Uh, you know, I, I like that fight. And uh, Poyo Reyes, Drew Dober. I always like watching Drew Dober get in. Paul Craig is always an entertaining fighter. He'll be fighting. There's a lot of good names on the card. Your boy, Eric Anders, one of my favorite nicknames. Your boy. I love that. Um, okay. Looking forward to this weekend. And then we have 239 the following week with John Jones and just a stack card. By the way, Jose Aldo postponed his retirement. He just signed a new multi-year UFC deal. So he was, I heard he's going to retire, but now he's uh, at pursuit possibly a new career in boxing, which mm. also Francis Ngannou says that he might transition over to boxing. Let me just say this, folks. We watched the Conor McGregor, Floyd Mayweather 10-round, Floyd carrying Connor pretty much for the whole fight. You careful, know, Connor comes careful, out the first few Careful rounds. what you say here, Buffer. Need I remind you, there's a thing called Zufa boxing out there. I know. I know. Okay. I'm, what I'm saying is that <laughs> you take the words out of my mouth. Zufa boxing is coming into the ploy here. So I'm wondering how many MMA fighters are going to get that bug to try boxing. A lot but, of them. A lot of them. I a mean, lot of, a, a lot, lot of, of them. That's something, too. You have to go back 15, 20 years, but uh, Jens Pulver was the UFC lightweight champion of the world, and he was taking mm-hmm. professional boxing bouts. I think he had one on ESPN, too. Uh, it's not uncommon uh, for boxers or for mixed martial artists to try other martial arts not mixed. Uh, it's rare to have them do it against Floyd Mayweather, absolutely. But yeah. uh, I think anytime uh, an active mixed martial artist can take a high-level grappling match or you know uh, test their skills in the sweet science, uh, kickboxing, etc., um, as long as the promoter is not in, in uh, disagreement with it happening, uh, I, I don't see a problem with it. I don't see any problem at all with it. I, the point of the points I was going to make is I do expect uh, USC fighters to transition over, especially with the big plans that Dana and, and everybody has for Zufa boxing. The thing is, though, again, I, the only thing I say is don't test it. You either do it or you don't. You're either going to train to be a boxer well, or train to be it's, it's a different gonna, type of— you're gonna it's a diff- Wait, let me finish. It's a different type of training sure. that you should really dedicate months of time well, to yeah. to but, go into that fight. But again, it, it depends on what level they plan on boxing. If yeah. if you're talking about a, a high-level mixed martial artist going, hey, I want to try to become the WBO whatever champion, then okay, like that seems a little ludicrous. Let's at least finish up your MMA career or completely get out of it before you make that run. I don't believe that, that you can try to do both sports at the highest level at the same time. This isn't a game like baseball and football are. No, you, you thank you. You just backed up everything I said. You just agreed right. and put it in a different way and right. backed up but, everything but I said. It's a choice. What, what I am saying, though, is if Francis Ngannou or Jose Aldo want to go take a professional boxing match, that's fine. Just don't go, go in there it. with someone that's 14-0. and 0, You know what I mean? Like, go in there and fight someone that you're going to be able to get some rounds in against and probably get your hand raised. I mean, that that's the biggest difference between boxing and, and in mixed martial arts. In boxing, you just pad your record until you get a money fight. It's just the way it is. And in MMA, you're not afforded that luxury. So, uh, Well, Connor, yeah. Connor was very able, with the help of Dana and everybody behind him, to pull off the you know, the big match against Floyd. Right. I like you're saying, I don't see that happening. If you're going to be in boxing, you got to build a career. Francis Ngannou to walk in against one of the top heavyweights, even if it's an Anthony Joshua or Ruiz. No, he'll get his hat handed to him. Yeah. So yeah. So the same of them coming to the octagon, you know? Oh, you know, 99.9% of the boxers walk in the octagon, lose within two minutes. 99.9% of the MMA fighters going into the boxing ring lose within three to five rounds. Yeah, I think pretty much. I mean, I'm pretty not going to disagree with you. The only thing that I disagree with is two minutes pretty generous in the octagon, but you know, 
we'll not, see. Neither here nor there. Hey, I'm excited. There's stuff coming up. I'll hopefully be announcing some of the boxing and uh, whatever happens, happens. It's just more to look forward to. Now, let's talk about one more thing before I go into the big fight that's been planning to potentially happen. Diego Sanchez leaving Jason Wink MMA right before UFC 239. He's been with Greg Jackson forever. You know? uh, he left for a, a long time. He was in San Diego. Oh, is that um, it? Yeah, for okay. a long time. I don't know where he's going now. It's interesting that Diego's leaving again. Um, he looks so good training with Greg. He looks so good these last couple fights. I, 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 don't, I, that, I don't know if that gym is the way it once was. And I'm not saying anything uh, negative towards it. I just don't think that that crew, it's so big now. You know what I mean? There, there are so many people training there. There are so many pro fighters, not to mention you know young and up-and-coming up prospects. It, it's very easy. I talked to Dean Thomas about this a lot in the past. He's a coach at American Top Team. It, it's very easy to get lost in the shuffle when there's you know 15 guys ahead of you or at least in your same weight class, that are also fighting alongside you inside the UFC. So uh, for whatever reason it is, hopefully it's not on bad terms. Uh, Diego, I think, has really benefited from the tutelage of Greg Jackson. But uh, like, like I said, things change, and, and maybe it's not the same situation that uh, it, it was when he you know, first came up. All right, well, we'll see. Well, listen, whatever happens on the pay-per-views coming up in the next six months, uh, you know, I hope that we really make big, big numbers. But if we don't, I'm not worried because of this huge fight that's over the horizon. Tom Cruise and Justin Bieber. More news came out since last week. Shut now, I'm up. Not saying Shut I, up. More like, news came you're out. You're fueling the fire, Bruce. <laughs> I have to. I no, have you to. don't. You Be better <laughs> than this. Seriously. I just, like, I'm, just giving, I'm just giving an update. I'm just giving no an update. There's no update. Update. <laughs> the, the rumor mill is making rumors. Okay? Like. People that are worth half a billion dollars don't fight. They don't. Theoretically, theoretically, have fun with one theoretical question and we'll get off it. Guesstimate. This ever happened, how many buys would it get? Too many, and that's a bad thing. That's a bad thing. It crushed the server. Absolutely crushed the server. Yeah, if I'm you're not, not ordering not ahead of time. No, no, even if you order ahead of time, it, it comes down to whether or not you can access the stream, and you won't exactly. be able to. It'll break everything, and I'm not interested in seeing it. So knock it off. All right, everybody, you heard that. When and if it happens, TJ will not watch it, okay? No, will I didn't not. say that. I won't pay oh, for okay. it. I guarantee you I won't pay for it. Okay. It's true. Ooh, I won't even go into what that means. But it, I it, it means that I'm not going to pay for it. Okay. All right. Enough said. Dun, 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 dun. Sorry. Bruce, um, knock sorry. it off! <laughs> Okay. Um, we talked about Santa Anita last week, you know, with all the horses, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, speaking Santa of knocking Anita it Park, off, please, knock guys. It off. They have kicked out a trainer. Now, I've not heard about this. Here's a first because they're probably getting more in tune with this, I hope. But they have kicked out Hall of Fame horse trainer Jerry Hollendorfer. He's banned Saturday from Santa Anita Park. You know why? Because a fourth horse of his has died. A fourth horse. We get back to that thing. He's the trainer, and he's had four horses die. Okay, All right. why? I, why? I mean, because they I don't know cause, why. Because they break their legs. It's, I'm re I'm reading this. I'm trying to look for reasoning, but they they do not clarify the exact reason why First, they, they all die because they break their legs. That's why okay. they die. Okay, but they banned that. They banned them. They banned them. So okay, they're, they're what is that? Okay, the, the, four out of how many? He said, I'll answer that question right now. He's been doing this for 40 years, and he started more than 33,500 horses that have been over his care, right? Right. So he but has 100 saying, horses under his care now. What I'm saying is four have died that belong to him this year. How many other horses have died? I don't know. It doesn't give that statistic. Well, what was the number? I mean, whatever the number was last week when we said X amount of oh, horses died. Oh. oh, that's right. Uh, I'd have to check the old show, but I think it was 29. Okay, so... Far so, this year. so Maybe he's the majority uh, owner yeah, of, yeah. of, but that's still four out of like, I think it's over 30, by the way. I think it's like close to 40. Um, yes. that, that's that. Okay. So he's, he accounts for 10%. Th that doesn't fix the problem. No, no, it doesn't fix the problem at all. It's just, it, you're just talking about one individual. The problem has to be investigated. That's the, pro that's what has the to be problem done. is beautiful animals are being forced to race and then they're breaking their legs and then they're killed. That's the mm -hmm. problem. Mm hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Like, it's, no, it's, it, I, 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 there's a lot of pomp and circumstance about the Kentucky Derby and triple crown winners and all of that. It's, it's great. That's, that's cool. Uh, it's 2019. We need to let things go. That's one speak, thing we need to let go. 
I'm with you. Speaking of letting go, did you do you uh, your son? Is he playing baseball? No. Did you see this video of uh, the parents brawling it out and beating each other up at a, at a, a like a little league game uh, last I, week? I don't understand what the overcompensation is with parents trying to have their kids become star athletes at the the most ridiculous age levels like i mean in the in this one a woman actually walked out on the field with a baseball bat threatening somebody i mean what and yeah, then you they should broke be, out to a full on you should be sick. institutionalized woman like yeah, what are horrible. you doing horrible what are you doing like e- even if your kid wins the game what's going to happen what's going to happen nothing you're going to have a popsicle at the end of the day and go home like everyone mm-hmm. else does like knock it off all right now the, here's another incident that you you talk about what are you doing <clears throat> Would you ever charge for a picture? Was I ever charged for a picture? No, would you ever fathom charging for a photograph? Of myself or one that I took of someone else? For someone to take a picture with you. Would you ever fathom, no matter how famous you are? I I wouldn't. I would never do that. And I'm very surprised at at what I'm about to tell you. uh, Hang on. To answer your question, no, uh, especially if I'm in public, because anyone can just take a picture of me willy-nilly. It doesn't matter the even if they have my permission or not. I could go all Conor McGregor and smash their phone, get on TMZ the next morning. But, I mean, no, that's that's ridiculous. Well, <clears throat> I'm not saying there's anything wrong with monetizing your efforts, okay? But when you're worth gazillions of dollars... Even if and you're not worth gazillions of dollars. It's just something. Or here's what happened. Here's I, what happened. I, I, just, I, couldn't, I couldn't stomach me saying to another human being, oh, you would like to take a photo? That's $20. Okay, so here's the situation. Tell me how I feel about this. Sylvester Stallone is in uh, the UK promoting Rambo, right? Rambo film, Last Blood. It's his final film, okay? He's, he's in Manchester, England. Uh-huh. So he had a black tie dinner an evening with Sylvester Stallone, which takes place across three dates in August, September. Live stage interview, three-course dinner, film prop models, and an auction selling signed memorabilia. So the cheapest packages started $160 oh, a ticket. I'm fine with this. Okay, and they go up to $1,081 for the premium photo experience, which yeah. allows film buffs to get a selfie with Stallone. I'm fine with that. That's fine. Okay. That's setting things up like that. If I'm walking down the street and someone says, hi, can I have a picture? And my response is, sure, $20, punch me in the face. Okay? Mm-hmm. But if you want to, because you're, you're not charging for a photo. You're charging for an all-encompassing experience that wouldn't be made possible Otherwise, if I'm okay. walking through the casino and someone says, hey, let's take a photo. Yeah, don't be a dick. Just take a photo. OK, I have no problem with this either because it's an event that's set up. I would like to read the part of it's going to charity, but it doesn't state that even if it's if not it is or not, even, even if, if it's, it's not. not Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, charges fans the same and a selfie with Mel Gibson is cheaper at eight hundred twenty eight dollars. Um, in these type of events. And, you know, is that any different than me when I've done motivational speaking and done a Q&A no, and been a, in front of 20, fee. Yeah, 2,500 people, and then they want to pay me to have a video with me? Yeah, you know? that's so, fine. Okay, I know I talk about on the show that I'm not a McDonald's fan. I, yes, I do like the Egg McMuffins, but I'm just not one to eat the hamburgers because I like to eat good quality food. Uh, last year, the burger chain switched to fresh beef quarter pound burgers instead of the frozen ones that they usually do tj so it led because of fresh beef which kind of interesting are people really reading this fresh beef and that's why they're buying more but they had a 30 percent spike in the sales of quarter pounders on the average over the last 12 months since they announced the fresh food mm-hmm. so they're trying to make a change here my question is tj when somebody says fresh meat and you think mcdonald's or any fast food don't you still question just how fresh that meat is you know honestly i, I feel like I know what I'm getting myself into by going mm-hmm. to a restaurant where the food is going to be handed through my car window that I really right. don't at that point care whether or not it's it's fresh. I'm just hoping that someone's not going to spit in the food uh, <laughs> beyond that. I, I don't know. Like, I, I know that Wendy's has been promoting that they never freeze their meat for a really long time. Uh, mm-hmm. Living in Southern California, I know that it's next to impossible to uh, go through uh, an in and out is as quick as their name would like to tell you in and out burger is not in and out. It's in and in line and then maybe out later. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, like, I I don't know if I'm eating fast food, I guess my standards aren't all that high to begin with. You know, it's just the bottom line, plant-based instead of processed. It's, it's just the best way. Obviously we all have to have our fun and enjoy it once in a while, but, um, 
good for them. At least they're trying. At least they're trying to give some goodness back through their menu. So we'll see what happens. Remember Angry Birds? Oh, I love Angry Birds. Oh, my God. So many hours just wasted on planes. Really? You were a big Angry Birds uh, player? Yeah. I mean, when it first came out, sure, yeah. Well, according to Henry and Rupert, my video game aficionados, they say it's dead in the water now. Not really the big thing. But uh, the maker of an insanely new mobile game, you know, the, the, the Angry Birds, is insanely successful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're suing an L.A. restaurant. An L.A. restaurant, this is where you got to be careful in trademarks and things that I deal with. They opened up a restaurant called Angry Birds with a Z on the end of birds with the with the font looking similar to the font on the app. All right, you're in violation. Angry, yeah, Angry Birds Nashville hot chicken you're in, in Nashville. Yeah, you're in violation. There's yeah, you're no in violation. two ways about that. Yeah, they're all over them. Now, now the company's probably going to change their name, the whole bit. It's well, crazy. Yeah, I mean, don't don't be dumb. Don't you know what dumb. I mean? Imitation is the best form of flattery, but straight ripping someone off, that's illegal. Oh, totally. Without question. Without question. Okay, one second. I have one more thing to say about Oh, by the way, just so you know, Angry Birds, uh-huh. that app yeah. was downloaded. How many times do you think it was downloaded, TJ? Uh, let's see. There's 8 billion people on the planet. I'll say 250 million times. Um, Four billion what, what, downloads. Half the people on the planet, essentially. Four. I mean, granted, more than you know, well, like one person downloaded it more than one time. But but still, that's that's insane. That's that's four, bonkers. Four billion. Four billion. It's and, crazy. And, man, they uh, well, they should have charged a dollar a game. <laughs> you know, I've been driving um, a Mercedes S63 AMG car for like ten years. Mm-hmm. I you know I. A lot of people get the new cars every year and all that. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, can I do it? Sure, I can if I want, but I don't care about that. I drive about three, 4,000 miles a year now because I travel so much. Right. And I love my car. Hand-built, right. 570-horsepower engine. I'm buying a new car I'm, every year. You're just throwing away money. No, it's, 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 there's no, there's no money-making when it comes to, no. to I mean, cars. if you can just justify the it, if it makes you happy, then sure, go buy a new model every year. That's what makes you happy, but uh, well, here's. Know. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm probably going to do like I did with one of my Rolex watches I wore in the Octagon one time. And I'm going to put another couple watches up that I don't use anymore that I wore in the Octagon on eBay. But I think I'm going to, when it comes time in the next year, I think I'm going to put my Mercedes, uh, the one I've been driving. It's beautiful. It's like a Batman car. It's black. Had it all specially done. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to put it on an eBay. But I've been thinking about a new car and um, what I would get. And I'm kind of torn because I love that Tesla X, you know, that self-driving hang on a second hang on a second you're gonna put your used car on ebay i'm thinking about it and and you're gonna charge more because you drove it not charge more i'll just put it up for auction what yeah but you're essentially putting it up for auction as used by bruce buffer Mm -hmm. this is like asking for twenty dollars to take a photo (laughs) i just want to sell my car (laughs) sell your car i do it a a certified uh used car dealership would love to have it I'm sure they would. Come on, sure Buffer. That's ridiculous. Oh, I don't know. I'm just thinking out loud. But bad, eventually enough, I... bad enough you're selling your fight card <laughs> memorabilia. Now you got to go sell your car? Come more on. Money for, more money for charity, TJ. Come oh, on. well, now you say charity. Now I feel like a dick. Yeah, people, well, yeah, I always give part of it to charity, of course. Of course. All right, here, here's the thing. I want to talk about a couple cars. Mm. I like that Tesla X. It, it just seems amazing. I haven't driven it yet, but I love getting in a car. And turning it on and a powerful engine. I love the right. feel, powerful engine. Yeah. Uh, the Mustang Shelby GT500 that Ford just came out with, this is considered to be the most powerful factory built car ever. TJ, it's got a 760 horsepower engine. In it. Man, you're going to get all the way up to about 45 miles an hour on the 405. Yeah, right. And it goes to zero to 60 at 3.5. But get this the price is cheap. The prices for this car start at fifty nine thousand. Yes, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but, but it's a, it's an American like made car. I mean, the American made car sales have been down for so long. I think that's a nice price point. You're getting some value there. And uh, heck, I mean, th- this car s- sounds like it's maybe you know setting a standard. Uh, maybe it's one that holds uh, some some collectible value if you're into that sort of thing. I don't know. I don't know. Pretty sharp looking car though, but we'll see. I'll, I'll be, you know, I like decision. German cars. I like German cars. I only drive German cars. Yep. Any, and if I buy a car that's not German, it's a change that I've made. I haven't had a non-German car in probably 40 years. I've only owned Audis and, and Volkswagens. And I've owned Audis, Volkswagens, BMWs, and Mercedes. But I did have a 1957 Cadillac, 
American Cadillac 1957 vintage car in prime mint condition. That was my surf car that I had as a second car. I loved that car. That was awesome. They used to use the transmissions from those 57 caddies in tanks, TJ. That's how strong they were. Did you sell it as Bruce Buffer's former car on eBay? Yeah, I sold it as Bruce Buffer's former car, but nobody <laughs> knew who the hell Bruce Buffer was back then. <laughs> They're like, who? 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 It's a Cadillac. I'll take the Cadillac. Okay, Netflix has a lot of good uh, shows and films and everything. I think a very important film for people to watch. It's a miniseries, actually, and a part of it we've already discussed it on the show, but it's called The When They See Us, which is a 2019 um, American drama made for television this year on Netflix. The series is based on the events of the 1989 Central Park jogger case and explores the lives of the families and the five male suspects who were prosecuted in 1990 and went to jail and were later to be released from jail. And I think they group received um, a sum of around 42 or $44 million for their false incarceration, which was horrible. But this, this miniseries, I think it's four or five episodes. I could not stop watching it. It is so pertinent for so many reasons. So I highly recommend when they see us, it's on Netflix. Check it out, everybody. TJ, what's going on with you? Anything to report this week? No, I'm I'm home for a while. Uh, just gearing up for you know the big fight cards that are coming up uh, this weekend in Minneapolis. I will not be there, but I'll be glued to the uh, television. And then uh, obviously next week, uh, you know our guest John Jones uh, taking on Tiago Santos. That's going to be a a really really fun fight card. It's International Fight Week, so how, how can how can you go wrong? That's going to be awesome. Let's have John back on the show next week to talk about his fight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, okay. Nah. Nope. Nah. 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 All right, everybody. Thank you for the uh, voiceover orders, the audio orders. We're busy as ever at Buffer Enterprises. We've been banging those out left and right. Everybody, the thank you notes you're sending, I, I got to tell you again, Kristen and I love them. Keep them coming as long as you're happy, which everybody seems to be. Everybody, have a great week. Treat everybody around you with respect. Treat people the way you want to be treated. Set your goals, write them down before you sit on that path of life to achieve those goals. When you do, be the best you can be because then you're winning. And that's what we talk about on It's Time Radio. We talk about winning. I will see you from the Octagon in Minneapolis, Minnesota on Saturday for an exciting night of events, fights, you name it. The excitement's there. Have a great week, everybody. We'll be back next week on It's Time Radio. Buffer out. The preceding podcast was a TJ DeSantis production. Comments, questions, and inquiries can be directed to DeSantisProd at gmail.com. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Total Wine & More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Save on Cox Internet when you add Cox Mobile and get fiber-powered internet at home and unbeatable 5G reliability on the go. So whether you're playing a game at home... Yes, cool. ...or attending one live... You can do more without spending more. Learn how to save at cox.com slash internet. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial cable. Cox Mobile runs on the network with unbeatable 5G reliability as measured by Ookla LLC in the U.S. to H2023. Results may vary, not an endorsement. Other restrictions apply.